I just want to get it on the record. We want to try to remove those obstacles that may be getting in the Where are our black politicians who are supposed to be protected? The Justice Department's statement that it's prepared to step in with an independent investigation. Hopefully the federal government will come up with a plan. When they go low, we go high. Welcome to Real Talk, the show that's open for discussion on issues that matter to you. Here you'll find informed conversation, topics, and personalities. We'll discuss what's in the news and find out what's on the minds of some of the most thought-provoking people who make our community great and interesting. And now, the host of Real Talk, Charles Griggs. Hello, everyone. It's been a minute since our last production of Real Talk. To be honest, the reasoning behind our absence can be described as intentional. Like many of our listeners and our podcast, a lot has been happening over the past two years. Quite frankly, I've been fortunate to work with my son, Landon, who produces our Real Talk podcast. And while we've been away, we've discovered there's room and appetite for us to grow our platform. So we've decided to transition. Because there are so many stories to be told and conversations to be had, we're partnering with the My Village Project to produce the new Black Coffee video podcast. We plan to continue to bring strong, hot, and sobering dialogue from people closest to our community so that their voices can be heard. We promise to continue to keep it frank, interesting, and relevant. To help make this transition a success, we invite you to subscribe to our YouTube page, Black Coffee. That's B-L-A-C-K-O-F-F-E-E. And please, like and share with others. Coming up, Real Talk's transition to black coffee. We hope that you'll enjoy. Okay, we're here with Ms. Kenyari Sawyer. Welcome to the uh, Infinite Scholars College Fair. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, how are you? All right, great. So I'm hearing that you've been accepted to uh, a few schools. How many? 48. 48 schools. Yes. 48 schools. Wow, that's amazing. That's Thank my congratulations. You. Thank you. So, um, how did that happen? Well, I started applying August the 1st to two colleges, which were Cleveland and Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And August the 1st is the first day where most schools open up their application, and I didn't know what I was doing at the time. So then, I think in November, I got accepted into both of those colleges, and I was like, oh, wow, I did this. And I went from there. Had a goal to get 50. I have not reached my goal yet. Okay. So you're, you're too short, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty good. That's pretty. It sounds like you had a strategy, right? Yeah. So t- what, what kind of student are you in high school? I'm an all-A student, okay. 4.0, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> At the top of my class. Very good. And I complete all my work like a normal student. Okay. Right. <laughs> Poised to be valedictorian, right? Trying. Okay. Right. Very good. So. Trying. Uh, that's got to be exciting for your parents to it know is. that you have accomplished this. And along with it being accepted to those 48 schools, how much do you think that you've sort of garnered in scholarships so far? How much I have in scholarships? Yeah, how many, so you are, are you approaching, do you have a goal for scholarship as well? I do. For now, the scholarships that I have are from the institution that I have in to. But my goal is to get more external scholarships, okay. the ones that can go into my pocket. Okay, very good, very good. <laughs> I don't blame you, I don't blame you. So 
what about your school of choice? What's, what's, which school is, in your mind, your first choice? Howard University. Okay. Right. And why? It's an HBCU for one. Mm -hmm. And they also is the number two ranked college with black lawyers. Okay. So you plan on being a lawyer? Yes. Okay. Did you meet the, uh, the judge here? No, not Okay, yet. we'll make sure you meet Judge Richardson before you leave, okay? Okay. Yeah, so uh, what about your friends? Uh, your, your, the people who you hang with, are they pursuing uh, admission and scholarships at, like, the same way you are? They're using your strategy? Uh, I don't know if they're using my strategy, but I do know they have their own way. Like now, we're looking for money out there on the yeah. floor. <laughs> so it's something that we're all working toward. So what inspired you? to want to take on this. I know you, you put together the process and you said, okay, I'm gonna do it. But what inspired you to do it? My mother. Mm -hmm. She is my number one motivation going to school, the one who pushes me to do it all. Okay, very good. So, and as you uh, have been progressing through your senior year, and you look back at your freshman year and your sophomore year, what's the difference between uh, those experiences that, that place you where you are today? Uh, my freshman year was a little rough. rough. Uh, I made my last B. <laughs> yes. So that is different. Something that I'm proud of. That I'm proud of. So you made that B, and it was like never That's again. It. Yes. Okay. Was that the first time you ever made a B? No. But you said this is it. Never again. Yes. Okay. All right. What's your favorite subject? Math and science. Math and science. So you're actually. You know, for someone who wants to be a lawyer, you're pretty uh, fluent in STEM. Yes, like, okay, history is a favorite subject, but like, the events, I am a very curious person. It's just, when someone is teaching a subject to me, it has to be interesting. It just can't be boring. Yeah. Sitting there talking about ongoing facts, like the facts, yes, interesting, but the way it's taught, no. Yeah. <laughs> You sound like one of those debaters. That, you know, you like you got you're sitting in the classroom up front, teacher puts something on the board, and you say why? <laughs> right? Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with being curious. Um, so how? So in, in order for you to stay motivated, uh, what do you surround yourself with um, to help you to stay motivated about school? Um, I surround myself with the right people. Mm -hmm. The people who want the same goals as me, that wants to succeed, because if I'm hanging with the wrong crowd, I can't do what I need to do in order to succeed. And they're pretty successful as well. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> Y'all you know, come walking out the hall and everybody say, there they go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're going to be at Howard, perhaps, right? So let's say it's your first choice. Let's say you're at Howard and you have sort of matriculated into uh, the school, you've got your, you know, your, your bearings underneath you. What do you see about the college environment that you're looking forward to most outside of the classroom? The student body. I want to experience something new. Be around people that don't think the same as me and that can bring something different to the table than what I can. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great. That's great. And uh, so you've been, you grew up in Albany? Yes. All your life? And, uh, and so people from Albany, uh, I'm sure you're a rock star there to them, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so 
and you are you planning on going back to Albany when you graduate, or are you planning on seeing the world? Seeing the world. You have like, a dream place you want to live. I want to live in Houston, Texas. Okay. And build my own house, hopefully. What's what's with Houston? What's the inspiration there? Uh, Not that it's a bad place, but. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's, it's just Houston. <laughs> uh, well, for one, it is a big city. My favorite artist is from there okay. as well. Oh, let me guess. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the houses are nice. Okay, so like you must know someone who already lives there. Uh, like a friend of the family. Okay, it's good. Okay. Well, you know, I'm asking these questions because it's all about environment and exposure. And those are the things that you know, inspire us to do what we want to do. So congratulations. Thank you. And thank you for being here. And uh, good luck to you in the future and all of your, your hopes and dreams. I hope that you reach them all and go beyond. Thank you. I expect to see you be president of the United States one day. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're here with Ronnie King, president of 100 Black Men in Jacksonville. Ronnie. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Yeah, so, playing it all. all right, so tell us about the college fair and uh, mm -hmm. what's been going on today and, and uh, what it means to our students in Jacksonville. Well, you know, the college fair is an annual event that 100 Black Men has been doing for quite some time. And, you know, it really just means uh, a lot to the students here in Jacksonville, as well as uh, South Georgia, um, giving them an opportunity to be in front of some, some uh, colleges and universities that they may or may not have been exposed to before. and so. Uh, a lot of what we try to do here at these college fairs is not only uh, introduce these, these students to these colleges, but get them used to the, the concept of applying for federal aid um, and financial help, as well as uh, grants and any kind of scholarships that might come along with that. So really, really excited about the program. Okay, so you know, we're typically, those who know about the 100 Black Men, uh, see the organization as a mentoring organization. Yeah. Uh, that comes in many forms. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what the 100 is doing now uh, to meet the needs of students in, in the Jacksonville area? Well, you know, you know, mentoring is kind of uh, traditionally has been this concept of just like that one-on-one -on -one mentor. Um, and we still do a lot of that and as well as some group mentoring. Uh, but we really feel that, you know, mentoring takes so many different shapes and forms, partic you know, particularly related to financial literacy, um, just helping these young men uh, grow into manhood. Um, and so we've started getting a lot more into uh, entrepreneurship, a lot more into uh, workforce development training, um, really trying to make sure these students uh, have a good handle on how to get from 17 and 18 to 21 successfully, uh, particularly those students that may or may not uh, go to college, um, leading them into fields um, that they can still go get money, uh, making sure they understand their finances. And so uh, from a mentoring perspective, you know, we just want to make sure that we're addressing all of their needs as they, they get older. So what does that look like? I mean, uh, the, so we got students who are, you know, we're you know, an organization that's basically trying to focus them or transition them into new ways of mentoring mm -hmm. uh, versus one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Uh, what's out there for them on the other side of, of what you're offering? Uh, and so that sort of drives the opportunity that you're trying to do. But what's out there for students? if they you know, sort of uh, uh, adapt the process that you're putting forward? Well, I mean, I think the, the opportunities are, are limitless. Um, you know, when it comes to particularly financial literacy and entrepreneurship, uh, we want to prepare our students to be uh, bosses in their own you know, uh, uh, realm. And so I think anytime that we're talking about uh, workforce development, we're heavy into the tech space right now. Uh, we've been doing our coding and color camps for a very, very uh, long time. 
And those students are being prepared to go and earn a lot of money as young adults. Um, and that's, that's going to be huge for them going you know, towards adulthood and, and raising their own families. So personally, what do you see is the real opportunity for us as African-Americans? Mm -hmm. How do we link that to what, what we're offering to our kids? Well, I, I think that you know, when we talk about um, you know, wealth and we're talking about um, opportunities for the community, we have to be able to put students in a position or put young adults in a position to carry the torch forward. You know, um, in our community right now, we have a lot of great leaders, um, but those leaders aren't going to be here forever. We have to find a way to groom the next generation, and we have to give them the tools to do that. And so uh, mentoring, in my mind, it's, it's about making sure that they're aware of, of how to take care of themselves, but we got to start teaching them how to take care of the community at large. Mm -hmm. You know, these, we need these students to be in a position where they, they are thinking about everybody. Mm -hmm. They're thinking about the whole community. How can they apply their talents and their skill sets towards, you know, helping out an entire community? Mm -hmm. So for people who are watching this, you know, when we say mentoring, we say opportunity, we use all those buzzwords, some people have a hard time seeing what that looks like, you know, laid out in front of them. Yeah. It, if you could like, if, if, if you could like make it happen, like you say, hey, this is what it should look like. Mm -hmm. What type of example would you see in terms of, uh, you know, pre preparation all the way through wealth creation? Yeah, so I, I think it looks like you have to bring, in my opinion, you have to bring the reality a little bit closer to home. Um, and, a, and what I mean by that is, if you're saying something's gonna be great 15 years from now, I mean, that's kind of hard for students, that's hard for adults to, to latch onto. Um, so I believe that the best way to do that is to bring that reality a little bit closer, show them economic achievement right now, right? Mm -hmm. um, pay those kids right now. Um, let's figure out those small successes right now. And so small I think victories. when people get that and they can feel that, over time, you know, they're going to latch on to that. And I think that's, the, that's how you lead them to that long-term success. And I think from a community perspective, we have to do the same thing. Um, you know, I'm all for uh, these, this program is going to help this kid eventually down the line, you know, but what's their reading scores right now? Let's improve their math scores right now. Let's put money in their pockets right now. And I think that's the kind of stuff we need to be focused on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so from that, you know, we see they, they gain the confidence Mm -hmm. Right, they got money in their pocket. They got a couple of small victories, and then now they're more motivated to want to do more things. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Just like any any adult would be. You know, I think uh, every adult that's that's probably here today or watching this. I mean, they are getting employed, or they are somehow getting money in any kind of way, and and that motivates them to do more. I mean, mm -hmm. that's just a, a fact. Um, and so, why not take that same philosophy, you know, with these kids? Mm -hmm. So, what what do you see? that we need from our community, you know, outside of the 100 and outside of the programming that could help make uh, our students a success? You know, I, I think we, um, as a community, I believe we really love hard. I think we are very passionate uh, group of, of people, but we have to be much more uh, deliberate and explicit about those tangible outcomes that we want to see for our community. I think some stuff we kind of leave up to uh, we want we want to have a safe environment. We want these kids to do better, or we want to we want to you know uh, address poverty. Those are great, but that's not tangible enough. We have to, as a community, get much more specific. No, we want 
poverty in this area reduced by 50%, right? We want those students, we want that gap to be closed to zero. Um, we have to get much more uh, specific, and particularly for the people that's representing our communities, you know, our politicians, our leaders. Yeah, it's not enough to, to vote somebody in and just uh, think they're going to go do a good job. We need to send them up to City Hall or send them up to Tallahassee uh, with specific needs and specific asks that we are expecting from them for our community. And so we just got to be much more specific in our in our our needs. How do you mobilize the community around that? How do you, you know what is the we've been trying to do this mm -hmm. since the civil beginning of the civil rights movement mm -hmm. uh, when, when people in the black community felt like they were empowered because they had some victories in places like Montgomery and, and so on. Yeah. Um, how do we now, because it's, the information is out there, and there are so many uh, uh, platforms for information, yeah. yet it's hard to mobilize the community to do certain things. You know, I think, I, I don't know, I think it, it um, it's hard to mobilize a community around thoughts now because everybody has an opinion. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, I think, the struggle. I don't think it's hard to mobilize a community around action when action is taking place. And so I think that we have to do a better job of demonstrating what that vision looks like, right? Um, you're right, if we're gonna get people around a room and say, hey, look, it could be this, getting everybody mobilized around that, you know, that's gonna be hard. But getting people in the room that's saying, this is what this is now, mm -hmm. and look at what's working right now, let's expand this, you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's take this success, and we need everybody's help to expand it. I think people get behind that, and we have to do a better job of showing people examples of Again, success. Yeah. Ronnie King, thanks for being here today and thank congratulations on another uh, successful college fair. Appreciate it and, and thank you to all the, the, the brothers and the volunteers that's helped out, you know, to make this college fair a success. You know, we're hoping to continue it uh, moving forward. All right, Appreciate great. It. And that's our show. Thanks for listening to our first episode of Black Coffee. Continuing the tradition, our real talk producer is Charles Landon Griggs. I'm Charles Griggs and remember, there's always time for real talk. And we'll see you soon on our Black Coffee video podcast. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and like and share our show. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Real Talk. You can write Real Talk at speaktous at 8wgroup.com and tell us who you'd like to hear on a future interview. Until next time, remember, on Real Talk, we are always open for discussion.